0: Welcome into the latest edition of Tampa Two. Casey Phillips here with staff writer Bree Dix and we are here to get you ready for this so important Carolina Panthers (laughs) game. Holy moly. I don't think I've been this excited for a game in a while. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. So first, of course, let's start with our uh, wrap up of the Cardinals game. What were some of the big things that stood out to
1: you? Well, I think for me, once again, they put it together in crunch time. You know, despite the offense's really in, inability to convert on those third down, you know, you saw, saw the short yardage issues, the penalties, all of these things that consistently crept up. But at the end of the game, when they were down by 10 with 11 minutes to play, you know, you had Leonard Fournette's 44-yard catch and run that yet led to Rashad White's touchdown. And then in overtime, Brady went six for six that led to Ryan Suckup's field goal and whether that was, you know, the, the pump fake to Gage, whether it was the 16-yarder to Mike Evans where Fournette paved the way for that with his pickup of the A and B gap blitzers. It was just encouraging to see the team be able to do it. Yes. You know, they put it all together and really the defense played phenomenal all game. They kept Trace McSorley off balance. They only allowed one touchdown, which was kind of gifted to them off of that special teams gaff. So I think the biggest thing for me going into this Panthers game is, okay, can this team, and and we've talked about it all season long, I feel like till we're blue in the face, but can you play a full four quarters? Mm -hmm. Can they play 60 minutes of football and play complimentary on both sides of the ball where the offense isn't having to play catch up? Yes. It is so nice to
0: know that if you keep it close, you can feel good about A, the defense getting the stops, but B this offense being just phenomenal in the two minute phenomenal in the comeback situation. So it's great to know you have that. You don't want to rely on that or need it, but this time of year and going into the playoffs, that is a, a great thing to know. If you can have a defense that's holding them where you just know it's at least close within one possession. And you have a guy like Tom Brady that can lead that two minute offense. You've got to have that belief. Then that it's possible. And I think that's, that's really important, but yeah, I mean, I know that it also is very exhausting to have to continue to win this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I heard a stat, um, I think it was maybe Sean Payton said it on one of the broadcasts a week ago that he had picked against the Bucks after, uh, their come from behind victory against the Saints. Cause he said there was some stat like Teams are 0 and 25. I wish I had written it down when I heard it, but 0 and 25 or something crazy like that coming off of a dramatic game-winning drive. And I thought that was so interesting because I always thought of it as, oh, look at all this momentum it would give them moving forward. But apparently it sounds a little bit more like it's a little hard to maybe get up again that next week or Mm -hmm. something that it takes so much out of you to have to win that way. But I just thought, and, and that kind of stat of 0-25 or something crazy, like it didn't sound like a coincidence kind of stat. Yeah. Like that blew my mind. So keeping that in mind that, you know, this last game took a lot out of the Bucks potentially, at least this is a game against the Panthers that, man, it, there are a million reasons mm-hmm. to be up yes. for it. So hopefully, is there. Yeah, so hopefully it will counter whatever that sort of thing is, that, that, right. that intangible thing that could lead to a weird stat like that. But I think that um it was so great to see they could do that. And I think man, again, Ryan suck up as much as kickers are never the glamorous thing to talk right. about. If we think back to training camp and there was this kicker battle and it was not at all a given who was going to be our kicker and I have to imagine the team you know of course Borg Alice was great and maybe he would have gone on to have the same season that Ryan has we'll never know that but you have to feel good about the fact that you stuck with Ryan suck up that reliability that consistency to know that in games like this where of course they want seven but, again, when you go into these December games that really matter, these January games that really mattered, and know you have mm-hmm. that kind of kicker has got to make them feel really good. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk now about the keys to this Panthers game. Uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going yeah. to say.
1: <laughs> yes, I think we've, we've all been talking about it all week. It's been the theme. But stopping the run. This is a team that is predicated on running the football. And, I mean, just look at what they did against the Lions last week. They had a franchise record 320 yards. And, I mean, really what That's they do it That's is more than teams have of all kinds of <laughs> exactly. yards in a game. But they have that dual explosive tandem with Chuba Hubbard, with Deontay Foreman. And I think when you look at what they do to complement one another, you know, Deontay Foreman kind of has that – the power, he's that one-cut downhill runner, you know, is almost impossible to get down in the open field. But then you've got that slippery slash-style guy in Chiba Hubbard that just thrives in that outside zone, can bounce runs outside. So I think it's, okay, how can the Bucks stop those runs between the tackles but also the the perimeter threat with Hubbard? You know, how are they able to set the edge? Because if they can get – that rolling that is what their offense is based on and then you also have the threat of Sam Darnold you know using his legs that mobility that really works in those zone reads so that that's what i'm looking for this week with the bucks
0: yeah I was just blown away by what they did against the Lions. And the Lions are one of the hottest teams in the league lately. It's not like this was some gimme kind of team, and you know they like to play tough, and so to be able to produce that kind of amount of rushing yards. And that also meant they produced 570
1: yards total. Yeah. That's outrageous. It is. That is outrageous. Well, and it's even more impressive, too, when you think about, okay, teams have – that much footage over the span of this season. They know what you're going to do. Yeah, it's no secret. They've on. seen all of this film that they have to look at now, but yet they're still able to have that kind of success. In December, when you know it's coming, is is even more impressive that they're hitting their stride now. Yeah, it's incredible. And I know that
0: in in some ways it makes me feel better about the Bucks lost to them earlier in the year. We just happened to play them right when they seemed to be I mean, I don't want to say tanking, but just deciding to rebuild. Let's, yeah. You know, that they were selling off assets. They were firing their head coach. And so it felt horrible when the Bucks lost because mm-hmm. it felt like you lost to a team that was giving up. Mm-hmm. And then now you see what the Panthers have done. You see that they are one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah. The way they've been playing – so I think that, if anything, it, it makes me feel a little bit better about that first game of th- that wasn't as much an indictment on the Bucks as it was a statement of what this Panthers team was going be, to be. Yeah. Um, but it does not make me feel better about this game because <laughs> it was not a fluke that they right. are a team that knows how to get it done. And their formula looks like it can be really effective for December games, for the playoffs. I mean, if you can run like that that is so tough because you're keeping the other team off the field so much. You're just pounding it down their throats. It's such a demoralizing way mm-hmm. to play. Um, I just think that they have such an incredible formula there. And so, yeah, I mean, stopping the run is going to be everything with them. And I, I it's it's just going to be so interesting because we we're so used to that being the strength of the Bucks. We're so used to that these last few years. And then this year, for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened quite as much. And I do think a lot of times – the stats are what they are because of allowing one or two really big gash runs too, that kind of inflates the stats and and that kind of thing. So um, I mean, I think that it's, it's incredible of we, you want to stop the run every week. We always say that's a key to a game, but it feels like the key. only key to this game yeah. practically, which is crazy. Uh, so along those lines, uh, what would be your matchup uh, to watch this game?
1: I think kind of along the same lines, it's going to hinge a lot in the trenches, you know, really on on both sides of the ball for the Buccaneers. But I think one of the keys matchups that I'm looking for is our offensive line versus the Panthers' defensive line. They have so much athleticism on their defensive line with Derek Brown with Brian Burns. So I think for me, it's you know Nick Leverett versus Derek Brown, and then Tristan Wirfs versus Brian Burns. And with Brown, I mean he is just a monster at the point of attack. You know, can push the pocket with the bull rush. So I think you know how how is the interior able to hold up against him? Whether getting in the backfield, trying to stop a run, or getting to the quarterback, you know his his closing speed. How is Nick able to to counter that? And then also with Brian Burns, I mean they they move him around to try and create those advantageous one on one matchups. But I mean he has one of the most explosive get offs in the NFL and I mean you know Tristan talked about it earlier in the season when they played them but just his the way that he's able to to bait tackles and because of his speed they tend to kind of commit to his speed rush and then he's able to get home with a spin so how how does that look across the line with just his explosion and what what they're able to do can the Bucks keep Tom Brady upright, and can they get the run game going? Yeah,
0: I agree. I think – I mean, basically for me, the, the matchup is uh, Foreman and Hubbard versus everyone, mm-hmm. you know. is I, I, I feel like that's a cop-out, but it's like I I do think it's going to take everyone, especially with how many injuries um, the Bucks have on defense. I think that if I had to pick a specific player for the matchup against them, I might say Devin White just because knowing, you know, we, we still at this point of – taping this don't know if Vita Vea is going to be able to go and Mm -hmm. to try to offer some of that a gap help, um, is going to be really big, especially when, I mean, we've even seen that, you know, Raheem Nunez Rochas hasn't participated because of personal reasons this week. Like there's just a lot up in the air about what that front will look like. And it's going to be so much about being fundamentally sound. Can Devin be doing the communication necessary Mm -hmm. and help with some of those interior gaps, help on that run stopping, Um, I think it's going to be a big game for him, knowing that especially for for he and Levante both, they're the only position group completely healthy, essentially, in terms of not appearing on the injury report. So I think that you need to lean a lot on those guys when every other position group, you might be missing someone or guys aren't really playing at 100%. I mean, no one's playing at 100% in December, but they're they're the only <laughs> right. guys that that position group is not accounted for on the defense on the injury report. Right. So I think that's going to be a really big one. Um, how about a
1: player to watch for you? I am going to go with Joe Triunchinka. Mm. I think this could be a really big game for him, both him and Anthony Nelson with the injuries to the outside linebacker group, with Janard Avery on injured reserve, and then you've had Carl Nassib out with the pec injury. So, I mean, in really over these last two games, they've played every snap, but Joe has had five quarterback hits over that span of those two games. But I think he's going to be really crucial in setting the edge against a guy like Hubbard that tends to go more on those edge runs. But also, if you have, you know, someone crashes in or they overset inside, well, then you're leaving a gaping hole for either Hubbard, for Foreman, or for Sam Darnold mm-hmm. to – to to exploit on the edge. So how are they able to to do that, and, and can they keep that to a minimum? I think it's going to be really big, and he could end up having a breakout game this yeah, week. Yeah,
0: I think that's great. I mean, it is just crazy the way that Anthony Nelson and Joe tryon have played every single snap these last couple games, and that is a hard position yes. to do that at because you're just going a million miles an hour every, every time. Me, yeah. Like, you are – Fighting with that lineman, game. going crazy for a full game, and to still have production when you're probably pretty tired, mm-hmm. um, I think that's I think that's going to be huge. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Carl Nassib did return to practice in a limited. Um, area this week so hopefully he's able to go and at least kind of give, give them him some relief in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if he's not 100% like just go out there for a few plays help those guys <laughs> out you know um yeah i think for me the player this is so funny i thought about this this morning have either of us picked tom brady at any point this <laughs> season as a player to watch i,
1: I think, honestly don't think we I have i don't
0: think we have and i think it's so funny i think it's like almost with brady it's like we just don't even feel the need to talk about him it's yeah. so funny it's like we're just like well yeah obviously he's a player to watch but i'm like We probably should pick him occasionally as a player to watch. And I was thinking about going with him this week because this is a man that knows how to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And he's done it a few times. He's done it just a few times. (laughs) I believe he's only missed it twice in his whole career. Mm -hmm. And one was with an ACL tear, one was just his second year in the league. That's it. I think he's made it every other year than that. And we've seen that whether it's these game winning drives, that when the stakes are high, that is when Brady he shines. shines. Yeah. And I think also just this all the turnovers and things that have happened lately I have to imagine that he is extra fired up this game of that is not something that is going to happen again. It's already seemed crazy that it's happened as much as it has. Right. I have just a very hard time imagining it's going to happen again and I loved he talked about in his press conference this week that how much he needs to work to get Mike Evans the ball more. So Mike Evans was actually going to be my other pick because I, he's another guy that you give him a chip on the shoulder, you give him something, you know, to fight against. And I, you know, he's got to be imagining the way that the Panthers game started where he had that wide open touchdown and in the most uncharacteristic fashion dropped it. And I, I feel like Brady and Evans both just have things to prove this week. And for guys like that that have been in the league for this long to have those chip-on-the-shoulder moments, to have those things to prove, mm-hmm. um, I have to imagine that that connection is going to be better. And, you know, the, the Panthers' secondary is really beat up. So I, I have to imagine that this could be a game where the two of them get more on the same page, have a bigger game. Uh, and that's what this offense is going to need. So um, And on that front, in terms of talking about the who is banged up, um, take us through the injury report for, mm-hmm. for both teams, maybe the things that uh, stand out to you about it.
1: Yeah, so Carlton Davis still hasn't practiced this week dealing with the shoulder injury. But I think it was encouraging to see that you had some guys come back, you know, Kate Otten was back, full participation, but they and then you had Anthony Nelson back with the illness to give some of those outside linebackers a break. But then also you had a lot of guys participating in a limited fashion yep. you know you had Jamel Dean you had Mike Edwards you had Julio Jones Donovan Smith Vita Vea Antoine and then Tristan Wirfs yep. so I think it'll be interesting to see how they progress the re- the rest of this week and obviously we're filming this on Friday morning so we haven't gotten Todd Bowles's update after Friday's practice which he typically goes into more of kind of the nitty-gritty on some yeah. of the player statuses for the game so yeah, it's Hopefully. just to
0: see Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs both on on their yes. limited, and we now know you know we don't have Josh Wells the rest of the mm-hmm. year. Um, man, at least I, doing something yeah, in some they're, capacity. They're is doing some football things, which is great. But yeah, you wonder at what percent. I have a hard time imagining those guys won't be playing, mm-hmm. but you always wonder at what percent, at what capacity. Right. Are they going to be at, what is that going to mean for, for how they look? And of course we haven't even talked about uh, the biggest injury news of the week, which is Ryan Jensen returning to practice. Huge deal. Five months, almost to the day Mm -hmm. after After his injury. Mm -hmm. Um, Now coach has said he will not be playing this Sunday. But in your mind, when do you think we could see him and and what is that going to mean for this offensive line in terms of who, who plays,
1: who doesn't? Right. I think it's just honestly, regardless of when he does come back, I think it's really encouraging for that whole entire team and just really emboldening to see what a significant knee injury he had for him to be back out there, for him to be suiting up and at least doing something, but just to have his presence. You know, I mean, he is the anchor of that line, Pro Bowl center, so just to see him out there has to be extremely Mm -hmm. encouraging for for all of those guys. Yeah. So I mean, they've been they haven't really disclosed what this timeline will be, and honestly, at this point, I don't really even think they know. It's just a matter of taking it day by day, seeing what he's able to do and how he's able to progress. Todd Bowles, I mean, immediately shut down when asked about potentially going against the Panthers. So we'll see what ends up happening next week against the Falcons for season finale or yep. it may just be hey let's hold them until potentially that playoff spot depending yep. on what happens yeah this is, this
0: is this is going to be so interesting and this game is just so fascinating this weekend I mean of course I wish Jensen could be available for it but even if not you know I the there's going to be Bruce Arians ring of honor induction mm-hmm. this is a win and you're in for the playoffs and yes. you know and just the Panthers are a team that I just am so intrigued by them this year of what they've done when everybody counted them out no, yeah and Sam Darnold, now this is a big difference. Of We you know, went against P.J. Walker the first time. Now you have Sam Darnold. And we talked so much about the run game, and it, they've gotten the reputation of that being all their offense does. But I want you to think about this. Okay, so since week 12, Darnold leads the NFL in yards per attempt, mm-hmm. and he has the fifth best passer rating in that time and hasn't turned the ball over this year. It's not yeah. like they're winning despite – Sam Darnold. Yes. He's he's doing some no, good things. Thinks, yeah, as well. Of that offense too. Yeah. And so I just think that this is gonna be like we talked about earlier, you've got to play a complete game. They when they can run the ball the way they do, Darnold isn't making mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's complementing that run game well. Uh I just think you're gonna have to really be on your P's and Q's. And thankfully this is the defense has been playing really well all season. But yeah, I think your your offense is gonna have to get seven and not three because I don't think you're going to get the ball that often that when they're able to do this, they're going to have the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think you need to be capitalizing that you cannot have three and outs where you're getting your defense exhausted. You've got to stay on the field longer. You need some of those 12, 14 play drives and you need seven Mm -hmm. that this is
1: not a team. You want to, yeah. So, all right, we'll close with this. um, Our quote of the week. What do you got? I am going to go with a quote from pass game coordinator and inside linebackers coach Larry Foote. Dang it, I on am too. I bet we're going to do the same one. It is on Carolina's run. Yeah, oh, of course it is. <laughs> it was too good. It is too good. So it just kind of made me. It made me giggle. But yep. I, he said. Gotta bring your big boy pants. How did we how could <laughs> we not both pick that? I know. That
0: was it was required. It was, too, it was
1: too good. You've got to be gap sound. You've got to be physical and bring that demeanor to the game. They've got big backs. Number 33, Deontay Foreman is a big guy. Number 30, Chuba Hubbard is slashing. But you've got to be gap sound. You've got to know what to do about the ball. You've got to know where your help is at and play fundamentally sound up front. You've got to be willing and ready to come meet it. Head on, yep. and I think that is going to be one of those things that's really big this week. Is knowing where your help is. Guys, not playing hero ball, trying to yep. do too much, and then vacating a gap and leaving a gaping hole. Yes. But I just, I loved his his verbiage. Gotta that. get your big yes. boy pants on. <laughs> You know what? What a way to start the new year. We all yeah. got to get our big boy pants on, on,
0: you know, stick to those resolutions, go to the gym, you yeah. know, that's crazy. <laughs> whatever it is, we all got to put our big boy pants on. I mean, what a way to, I think that's the perfect way to end the show. I, I think that quote sums up everything the the Bucks need to do and probably that we all need to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Tampa 2. Thanks for being with us. And we will be back next week, hopefully talking about how the Bucks have secured a playoff home game. So we'll see you then.